Power for Moms podcast is a podcast dedicated towards women and children. We will be sharing tips, tricks, and stories from the clinic that may help you navigate your daily life of being a mom, a woman, and all that that entails. If you'd like to catch up on happenings at the clinic, along with highlights of other episodes, you can check out our Instagram at Cairo underscore four underscore moms and at Cairo underscore four underscore kids. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Cairo for Moms podcast. I'm Dr. Kayla. And I'm Dr. Paige. So this whole month, we've been talking about lip and tongue ties. We've talked to a couple of patients and we've also talked to a pediatric dentist. This has been, I will say, one of my favorite topics, and I've loved this month. Just all the different people we've had on here, all the conversations we've been able to have. Hopefully you guys have learned something. I agree. Yeah, it's been really inspirational. So we're going to just recap a little bit about kind of what we've talked about. So on our end, we've talked a lot about, you know, what a pediatric dentist can do and how we evaluate in the, in the clinic here. But I think the biggest thing today is what are we doing in here? What does that look like in terms of our own treatment and what we're going to give you to do at home? Because really... Um, your care is also really dictated on what you're doing at home with your baby too. Right. And you're with your baby a lot more than we are. So we're giving you tools. So I think ideally if a mom comes in here and often they don't come in for a tongue or lip tie issue, they're coming in because baby's gassy, fussy, not sleeping, et cetera. And then we identify it. So I think we agree that two to three visits pre is necessary. Yeah. Pre-revision. Pre-revision. And this helps get the body ready, helps relax the tissue, the connection between the mouth and the rest of the body, getting baby's body as ready as possible to help support this revision process so it's as successful as possible. And it's also a good indication of if we can watch it and wait. Yes. Like, are we getting enough of a result where you're borderline, like you could go either way with it? Um, so those two or three visits before will also give us a good indication of, nope, think that we really need to go forward with it. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, in my, in our experience here, Dr. Kill, you can, you know, if this is, I'm throwing out a number here, but I would say in most cases, a lot of cases we can get about a 50% improvement with chest body work alone. Yes. And, and sometimes that's enough. Sometimes for mom, depending on where they're at or dad, that's enough. And then you know, then opening the door to that other conversation of, okay, well, maybe we need to go a little further with this. So let's talk about the 50% that we can say, um, body work is working. Let's talk about like what those patients are doing at home or essentially what mom and dad are doing at home for those patients to get that 50%. Yeah. Well, a lot of diaphragm work. Yeah, absolutely. And we do a lot with the pelvic girdle. So the lower body, like the hips, we'll see if you're in the office or you've seen our videos, booty shakes, (laughs) we we use that word. And then also the pectoral girdle. So the upper body, you know, stretching around, making sure we're getting things nice and loose in the upper body and the shoulders, and then some internal stretches, which you've done a lot more of with your own kids at home. Yep. And our favorite tummy time and tummy time, tummy time. Okay. So one thing that I've clarified up a lot recently is tummy time because I'll get a parent who will say, well, they have really good neck control. They have really good strength. And one of the other big reasons for us, I'm not always concerned with neck strength because baby naturally does that, um, for the most part. Um, and the adjustments help as well in the body work. But when we talk about tummy time, tummy time, tummy time, we're talking about a tight baby, a fussy baby who needs to loosen up. And so tummy time is the best way for baby to really loosen up. So their little arms come up, fists unclenched, booty tucks under, and that relaxes that tissue all the way down. Absolutely. And actually exactly what you just said, just adding on when moms come in here and they say, oh, my baby, you know, is really little and they've got really, really strong necks. 
strength can sometimes be confused with tension. Yes. Because of the Good connection point. between the mouth and the toes, right? If a baby's on their tummy and their head is straight up in the air or they're constantly in that extension so that head is tilted back, it may appear that they're really, really strong when really they're actually just so tight that they're stuck in that position and that's the presentation that you're seeing. Yes, absolutely. So tummy time again helps because we want them to just melt into the floor. And you know, at nighttime when we're sleeping, however we're sleeping, oftentimes we're swaddled, we're a little bit tucked up. So during the day when we're available to be stretched out and on the mat and really, really on our bellies and loosening up that tissue, it's just so important. And independently. Yes. I get a lot of times where it's, you know, they're they're on my chest. I like to be there. So again, independently on the floor. Um, and really we don't care about how long. If they last for 10 seconds or 10 minutes. Great. It's about frequency over duration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to, let's shift a little bit. Is there anything else you want to add to? No, I was going to say reverse guppy pose or guppy pose is another really great option. It's in our videos online. You guys can check it out, but it's when they're in the opposite direction. So reverse tummy time, they're on their back and you're holding under their shoulders and letting their chin hang off the back, stretching out the, the mouth and the tissue and everything in there as well. Yes. That's, that's a really good one too. And we have on there on our website with reverse guppy pose, alternative tummy time positions. So things that you can be doing throughout the day, if you, you know, are a new mom and you like to sit and hold your baby, which you should, um, there's some other ways that you can do tummy time without them just being on your chest the whole time. Um, okay. So we're going to shift the topic now to talk about toddler lip and tongue ties and more of ear infections and what we see in that. Cause this is a little bit, um, of an untapped territory, would you kind I of think say? so? Well, toddlers are tougher, right? Because yeah. they're not small infants. So doing a revision in a toddler is a lot different. And until they're about four years old, if you miss that baby window, I think from what we talked with at the dentist, we're kind of saying four and above mm-hmm. because a two-year-old, you're just not going to be able to get in there and do the stretching right. as easily. Yeah. But with the ear infections, one thing that is coming you know, into light recently, it seems in terms of our education, if a baby or a toddler or a child can't rest their tongue on the roof of the mouth properly, their palate, the roof of their mouth gets really high and forms a little bit higher of a higher arch. But what happens then is the tongue isn't working efficiently. So we can't swallow as well. And if everyone just takes a second with me and literally swallow right now or yawn, you'll feel your ears or you should clear kids that can't do that. Think about all that fluid that's continually building up in their ear canal. They're a lot more susceptible to chronic ear infection. So, you know, the statistic is what I think 80% of kids by the age of three will have an ear infection, Yes. but if it's chronic, if it's all the time, what's the issue going on in through there, you know, how can we help work with these kids to prevent this kind of thing from happening? And so that starts at the earlier level, ideally. Mm -hmm. But yes. when they are older, you know, the fluid drainage techniques that we can do in the office, this is like now a whole segue into ear infections, but, but it's, I mean, it, it's amazing though. Once we figured out, like, like we have kids who are coming in and getting adjusted, they're doing the ear drainage, their diet is, you know, tailored more to be a little bit more conscious of what they're eating so that they can, you know, not contribute to an ear infection. Um, and so when mom's aware of that, it's okay. Are we mouth breathers? what, you know, what's really going on? How were they even, I go even as far back as how did they nurse when they were a baby? How did they feed when they were a baby? Are they a picky eater? Those kinds of things too. So it all comes full circle. Absolutely. Well, in the mouth breathing too, you know, if you're breathing through your mouth all the time, that air is not getting filtered properly through your nose. We have hairs in our nose for a reason. It filters bacteria. If you're breathing in your mouth, now you have all that bacteria being unfiltered and all that air coming in. And we often see, yes, increased incidence of ear infections and or tonsil yeah. infections, yeah. Um, things like that as well, that you're just not 
the body's not used to and they're tight. And then they get older, you know, their necks present with a little bit more tension because of an underlying tongue or lip tie. Yeah. And And the other thing too, is I'll ask mom, is, is your child a picky eater? And almost always they say, yes. And we often, you know, and Dr. Lurvik talked about this too, on our, one of our episodes or earlier episodes that, you know, we just assume that they're picky eaters because they're just toddlers and it's yeah. really worth more of an evaluation. So well, and meat and potatoes was the one thing she, meat and potatoes, she talked about. Yeah. And you said with your boys that that was, yep. And spitting food out at an earlier age and that kind of thing. Yeah. So things to be aware of, Yeah. you know, at home. Yeah. But keep listening, keep um, watching our Instagram and our website to carfromoms.com um, because we, this is a, you know, a very big topic for what we see too. So, and as always, if you have any questions, you know, shoot us a DM, an email, all the things. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you for listening. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed this month of Lip and Tongue Ties and stay tuned for another episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cairo for Moms podcast. Thank you.